Shake, rattle, and roll. That is what 2024 has come in rolling like for the new year. Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is End Time Headlines. I am your host, Ricky Scaparro, the founder and the voice of End Time Headlines. We are here on January 3rd. It is Wednesday. Uh, we are into the new year of 2024. For many of us who are joining together in a corporate time of prayer and fasting, we're, we're on our third day. This is We're entering into the third day of, again, a corporate prayer and fasting. I hope everybody's doing great on the fast. Today, we're going to change it up a little bit. We're not going to talk about the fasting, but we will tomorrow. So again, if you're looking for encouragement and equipping, uh, Lord willing, we'll be back on here tomorrow. And I say that, and I'll explain more at the end of this broadcast. Uh, But for now, we want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. If you're new, first time joining us, let us know in the comment section below that you are new and where you guys are joining us from. Of course, as always, we want to introduce you guys to our uh, our app. This is how you're going to keep up with our ministry. It's the easiest way uh, to be informed of everything that we're doing, our podcasts, our articles. Everything's going to be right there. Download it today at your Play Store, whatever that looks like for you, Apple, Android. Get the app today. It's free. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go with every headline and every podcast readily available. Of course, hit the like button, guys. Hit that bell notification. Help us spread the word here on YouTube and Rumble and all these platforms. Uh, this gets it out on the algorithms, so we would we would appreciate if you do that for us, guys. So we're now officially in, at least on the Gregorian calendar. We know, I believe on God's calendar, we entered into 2024, probably in September during uh, Rosh Hashanah, entering into the new year. But here on our calendar, the Gregorian calendar, we're three days into the new year, and boy, has it been a bumpy ride. Now, we've talked about, we warned, and we said that 2024 was going to be, a, what did we say, a bumpy ride, a rough ride, a tumultuous ride, all that, and be buckled up, be ready, be grounded in the Word, because, and this is why we're going strong in 21 days of prayer and fasting, because everyone who has discernment, everyone who um, understands the times and seasons in which we're in. They understand that uh, that we are heading into trying times. Look at this. I thought this was very interesting. This was an actual headline. Uh, this was from DNYUZ. Uh, a Chinese almanac that published a 2024 prediction of what 2024 would be. They summed it up in one word. Again, this is interesting. And the one word they use for 2024 is tumultuous. Now, by definition, the word tumultuous, it's got a primary definition and secondary. Making a loud, confused noise or uproarious or excited, confused and disorderly. So, you know what this reminds me when you put all this together, these this primary and secondary definition of this word. It immediately made me uh, think about a, a, a term that was used by Jesus uh, given in the account of Luke regarding the end times. It's right here in Luke 21, 25. Jesus said, and there will be signs in the sun. Now, this is all 
um, in conjunction with what we're talking about today, too, by the way. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations with perplexity. So there is really, there's two phrases here, distress of nations, and he used the word perplexity with the sea and the waves roaring and men's hearts failing them for fear and the expectation of the things which are coming upon the earth for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So again, by definition, the word perplexity, look at this, is confusion, bewilderment, puzzlement, bafflement, and incomprehension. Let me say that again. Perplexity on the, and on the earth. There will be confusion, bewilderment, puzzlement, bafflement, incomprehension, confusion. So I thought it was very intriguing that according to this Chinese almanac that, that published this prediction of 2024, they used a, a, a term called tumultuous, meaning that they predict that 2024 is going to be, come on, a, uh, a year of confusion, bewilderment, tumultuous, uh, upheaval, perplexity. Now, let me show you this. This is from Forbes. Look at this. 2023 ends with the strongest X-class solar flare that has been seen in six years. Again, 2023 closed on a Gregorian, on our Gregorian calendar with the strongest X-class solar flare that has been seen in six years. Now, according to, again, this report, they were expecting, when this thing was unleashed, according to the NOAA Space Weather Prediction Center, they said on December 31st, that the the, ser, the excuse me the sun unleashed a flare which was called X two point eight, um, and this solar flare was predicted to, to to cause disruption among the Earth's magnetic field and cause disruptions among satellites, communication equipment, and even power grids. Well, consequently, NATO nation Finland according to reports, was struck by a, and I quote, unprecedented GPS attack. Hmm. According to the report, disturbances in GPS global positioning system navigation signals have been observed in parts of NATO's newest member of Finland. The, disruption, the, the, the disruptions in the signals used by pilots as well as motorists follow previous GPS disturbances that have sparked speculation of Russian involvement, although there is no proof that Moscow was behind the latest incident. So it's interesting to me that they're trying to blame Russia for this, but I would venture to say that this was a direct result of this, this CME or this solar flare that was erupted on New Year's Eve. Now, why, and you know what else? That they're saying, uh, some experts are also saying that this solar flare was also responsible for this massive earthquake that struck in Japan. According to the latest reports on this earthquake, again, that struck on Japan on New Year's Day, again, New Year's Eve, massive solar flare, New Year's Day, powerful earthquakes. There was a series, there was a swarm of quakes, and then a large, uh, what was it, a magnitude 7.6 that struck in Japan, leaving at least 62 dead. 
It toppled buildings. It knocked out power across Japan. Here is some footage on this. A powerful earthquake measuring 7.5 has triggered evacuations and a tsunami warning. You're looking at the moment the quake struck. Video from along the coast there. You can see the shaking. It went on for some time. Here's more video from the Ishigawa Prefecture in Japan. The population there is about a million people. This is on the western coast of Japan, about 185 miles from Tokyo. Again, from this footage, you can see just how long this shaking went on for. You can see the poles there on the left starting to sway. Ultimately, this did lead to some building collapses. Uh, and, and shortly, you'll see dust rising from the collapsed building there on the left side of your screen. Again, very powerful shaking felt by millions of people about a million people or so in the more severe area where this earthquake struck japanese officials have now lowered their tsunami alert from a major tsunami warning it is now a tsunami warning period they could expect waves of up to 10 feet there and the aftershocks their warning could last days we are getting new video from inside a parking garage you can see here these cars just shaking there inside this, this solid structure. Again, you get a sense of the power of this earthquake. Now, as you mentioned, the tsunami warning has been lowered. We're still expecting to see 10 feet of waves, though, so still very, very uh, frightening and daunting for many people living in Ishikawa Prefecture. Uh, just to note some of the damage that we've been seeing, uh, at least 33,000 homes have lost power. Uh, Others have collapsed. Uh, we're seeing reports of people being trapped under their homes uh, as well. We're also knowing that uh, about a thousand self-defense force for personnel have been dispatched, and they're trying to confirm any of the uh, survivors in Ishikawa Prefecture. We also know that 20 self-defense force uh, planes and also other vessels are trying to confirm just the extent of this damage. Uh, so this powerful, powerful earthquake you know, was also a shallow earthquake, which is very significant to note, because with shallow earthquakes, they can actually trigger very powerful and destructive tsunamis. Even though the tsunami level has been dropped down to just a tsunami warning, we are still expecting to see uh, large waves coming out of the western part of Japan. Now, officials are still continue to warn that there could be more quakes to come. And they're talking about these aftershocks and in even a larger event could be in the future. So you had this happen again. This is again, 2024 guys is coming in with some shaking, rattling and rolling. And then here in the States, I thought this was very interesting. Maryland and DC residents were shaken by a small earthquake hours before tremors also struck New York City and Roosevelt Islands, causing loud booms to be heard and shaking buildings in New York City. An earthquake gave a slight shake to several communities in Maryland overnight. Uh, that's right, Jumi. And the uh, we now know that the epicenter of the small earthquake was near Lakewood Country Club. That is in Rockville. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, people in Montgomery, Frederick, and Howard counties reported feeling the quake, some even farther away than that. That map kind of illustrates where people felt this earthquake and where the epicenter was. Hey, Tony, good morning. Just like any other Tuesday morning, except people are waking up to the news. Either it's news to them because they didn't feel it, or they're waking up knowing that a 2 magnitude earthquake happened at around 1251 this 
morning. Did you feel it? Those four words probably going to be asked by a lot of people, especially if you live in Montgomery County, you head to work. It's certainly a conversation started this morning, but we want to clarify um, or just double down on what you know you were saying, uh, Clay, and, and all of you back there in the studio. This is not anything destructive. Montgomery County Police, Montgomery County Fire and Rescue uh, have confirmed that there are no reports of any injuries, no reports of any damage, which is good news. But of course, People are talking about it. You see up there on your screen, dozens of people taking to social media uh, late last night or late this early this morning, rather, uh, to share what they felt, what they saw. You had one person say that it woke them up in Potomac, Maryland. <laughs> Another person on Twitter writing, who shook the ground? And then there's Yolanda who said, so there was an earthquake in Rockville, Maryland. That's 17 miles from me. Is 2024 really starting this way? Uh, well, yes. A lot of people heard or felt yeah. a jolt this morning on Roosevelt Island. It even woke people up. Well, David, it was the last thing anyone here ever imagined was happening. But yes, as you mentioned, we now know it was a 1.7 magnitude earthquake that appears to have caused all the commotion here. The workers here in this grocery store, they tell me they thought the parking garage that sits right above the business, they thought it was collapsing. They ran outside along with many others who had no idea what was going on. Again, they did hear several loud booms followed by a series of jolts just before four, six this morning. People living here say their buildings were shaking and at one point elevator service was knocked offline. The activity appears to have been focused around two residential properties here, number two and number four River Road, although some working and living on other parts of Roosevelt Island also heard the series of booms. They felt the unmistakable rumble, which we now know was indeed an earthquake. It's epicenter near Astoria, Queen. We were sleeping and uh, we heard a boom and uh, my uh, furniture rattled. It actually vibrated. I have a uh, system behind my bed where we have uh, credenzas and they actually uh, rattled, they vibrated uh, when we heard this boom. I thought we might be having an um, earthquake. How long did it last? Two seconds. Uh, and then I heard another shorter one, a shorter noise, but it didn't, uh, it, it didn't vibrate that time. And Joyce, as it turns out, she was right, a possible 1.7 magnitude earthquake. First responders did spend all morning here trying to pinpoint exactly what caused this. They say there is no structural damage to any of the buildings here, and luckily no one was hurt. People living on the Upper East Side, also in Queens, also felt that jolt and heard that boom. Again, 1.7 magnitude earthquake with the center near Astoria, Queens. Let's read a little bit about this. Maryland, D.C. and New York residents began the new year being rocked by two separate small quakes of magnitudes 2.3 and 1.7. According to the Maryland Geological Survey, the epicenter of the earthquake felt in Maryland and D.C. was near Rockville. Tremors were also felt in Gaithersburg. The depth of the quake was estimated to be 15 kilometers and hit at 12:51 a.m. on Tuesday. Officials confirmed there were no injuries or property damage. At 5:45 a.m. in Roosevelt Island, residents there reported being woken up by at least three incidences of boom and a shake 
with the third vibration being felt further away. Officials later confirmed that a magnitude 1.7 earthquake with an epicenter in Astoria, Queens, had hit the city. And here's a little map on this, guys, so you can see uh, the the proximity of where these quakes hit uh, in, in conjunction with one another. So you hear again, you see in Maryland, that was the epicenter, and then up here in New York. So, and you say, well, guys, or you may say, well, these are small, 1.7, 2.3. Are you kidding me, Brother Ricky? This is not even newsworthy. Well, friend, listen, I'm going to tell yeah, if you live in California, you guys don't even stir your coffee with those kind of magnitude earthquakes. But this is not normal on the uh, eastern side of the United States. To, to have these kind of earthquakes in these locations, my friend, this is not normal. And this reminds me of Matthew 24, when the disciples came to him and said, what will be the sign of your coming? What will be the sign of the end of the age? He said, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars. Be not troubled. All these things must come to pass. I'm in Matthew 24, verse six. And then he says in verse seven, for nation will rise against nation. We're seeing that, by the way, and kingdom against kingdom. Look at this. And there will be there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. In various places, not just predictable places, not just well-known places like the Ring of Fire or on the San Andreas Fault or the New Ma- or I'm not the New Madrid, but the uh, the Cascadian Fault. These are more predictable. These are are commonplace. But to have again, guys, to have earthquakes in these locations. This is something uh, that is definitely noteworthy to be paying attention to. And again, uh, let me paint the big picture for you. We enter it. We're only we're only three days into the new year. We have this. We have the largest solar flare unleashed on New Year's Eve in seven years. We have this massive quake that hits Japan, uh, causing deaths, destruction, uh, all across there, across those portions of Japan. Then the next day. You have these strange, very rare and unusual earthquakes in these places in various locations or diverse places in the United States uh, in places that are not regularly known to have earthquakes. Now, again, this is why I'm saying we need to be paying attention to this stuff. I believe the Lord is speaking. I believe the birth pangs, again, are increasing. And again, what has most of the watchmen that I know and most of the prophets have been saying it's going to be a, again, a rocky, bumpy, tumultuous year. Look at this. If AI is not creepy enough, experts are warning that this will be the year that we're going to see an explosion of AI development. When you go on and reading this article, they're going to say that's going to surpass human knowledge and human capability. One of the chief analyst officers of Pioneer Development, uh, this is Christopher Alexander, told Fox News that, quote, I think that in 2024, AI will move a little closer to what is in the public imagination. That's kind of scary. But we remain years from being a from from AI being autonomous and the way people are imagining it. Really? Do you really believe that, guys? I don't. 
I believe we're much closer than what this guy's letting on. Alexander's comments come after 2023 saw a notable leap in the development and availability of AI tools with popular language learning model platforms such as OpenAI ChatGPT that gained huge popularity and energizing other tech giants to come along for the ride. And it wasn't just uh, uh, OpenAI ChatGPT, but then you had Google's release of their AI, which is uh, consequently surpassing that. And one, uh, one staff editor at The Federalist told Fox News that, quote, in 2024, I expect the momentum that we saw from this past year, 2023, only to increase, only to increase. All right, so moving forward, now I want to share something. Now, I want to make a disclaimer here. What I'm about to share with you, I don't advocate this individual. I don't promote this individual. I don't support this individual. I, uh, I'm i only sharing this as a, uh, as a news uh, piece, something that I thought was interesting. Uh, because I, I believe it, this is going to play into 2024 somehow in some way. Um, and again, I just want to make that clear because I don't want people emailing me and messaging me. Uh, do you promote so-and-so? Are you, um, uh, are you saying that they are, uh, legit? Cause I'm not, I'm not saying I don't, and I'll just make this st- I'll statement. I don't follow this individual, nor do I support them. And I, and I honestly don't give an ear to them. But I want to give you this piece. This was a piece written by Newsweek. Let, look at this headline. Quote, MAGA Profit. Now, this is what they're labeling this woman. MAGA Profit predicts the overthrow of the U.S. government. Let's see what this is about. Quote, Pastor Julie Green, uh, a self-proclaimed prophet known for her allegiance to the MAGA movement, has predicted or prophesied an overthrow of the U.S. government. Green, who frequently shares messages she claims are sent from God on her Julie Green Ministries international streaming channels, has a history of controversial prophecies. Her past predictions range from the death of Democratic Representative Nancy Pelosi before the 2022 midterms, which didn't happen, by the way, to the collapse of the legal indictments against President Trump, which didn't happen. And the latest video, she is now saying that there uh, let me just play the video let's just watch this video together and uh and we'll give our commentary on this my children the time has come a time that you have been waiting for so she says my children right off the bat as speaking as a representative straight from the lord just throwing that out there a reinstatement a shift of power a new government in control an overthrow and a takeover in this nation from the hands of the wicked to the hands of the righteous. The fall has come. The time is drawing near. A coup is about to be disrupted and annihilated and everyone a part of it exposed and removed. So my- and by the way, guys, this is the same stuff that's been, uh, this is, a, it's almost like an echo of the QAnon stuff. That's just exactly what they said They've been saying this stuff for four years and none of it ever came to pass. I'm just saying, don't get mad at me. I'm just letting you know. My children, hold on. 2024 will start out with a bang. So brace for a mighty impact coming to shake you loose from the chains that bind you. 
It will look worse, but remember my words. This means your enemy's days are running out. Well, there you have it. So I guess we'll just wait and see what happens, right? So again, interesting. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the whole, there's, this could spawn a whole debate of should women speak and this and that. We're not going to get into that. I'm just, listen, I'm reporting the information to you. You can do what you want with that. But here's what I will say this. Let me say this. I don't believe that everybody out there that's prophesying and saying, thus saith the Lord, um, should not go unchecked or should not be held accountable. Their words should be held accountable. They People need to write down this stuff. Somebody needs to take note of these these prophecies. And somebody here, even at Newsweek, has already kept track of these when when uh, when she said that this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and it didn't happen. Guys, I mean, how many times are we going to prophesy something and it fails to happen before we label them a false prophet? I'm just saying, in the Old Testament, these people would not get away with this stuff, guys. They, they would be silenced immediately. But, you know, we're in 2024. And we've come a time when, I mean, it's like a, it's like a slot machine. It's like a prophetic slot machine. Come on. They ask you for an offering. So you put your money in the slot machine and depending on how much money you give, you can keep pulling the lever until you get a prophecy that tickles your ears and until it's something that you like to hear. So we pull the lever. Well, I don't like that prophecy. So I'll keep pulling it again and pull it. Well, I missed that one. Well, I missed that one. Well, I missed that one. But hey, I'm still a prophet. I'm still a prophetess. And they're still and they have massive followings. It's unbelievable that people are gullible and they fall for this stuff. So again, be aware of this stuff, okay? Just letting you know, just throwing it out there. I believe these people should be held accountable when they get out on a public spectrum like this and they say, the, uh, you know, thus saith the Lord, the Lord showed me and this and that, especially when they put a date on it. Now, listen, I've had dreams of the Lord and I'm not shy from that. We're, they're documented. But the Lord, in, in my dreams, the Lord never gave me a date on them. So I don't have a date put on that. I'm just telling you what I saw. So she is literally saying that we're going to see this in 2024. So time will tell. Now, Biden is warning that the U.S. military, look at this, quote, may get pulled into a direct conflict with Russia. Well, this is not the new. We've been, we've been warning about that. Analysts have been warning about that. Military experts have been warning about this. President Joe Biden warned that the U.S. is at risk of being pulled into a direct conflict with Russia if the Kremlin succeeds in its war against Ukraine. Here we go. Another sales pitch to give more money to Zelensky and more money to Ukraine. Biden's statement follows Russia's massive aerial attack across Ukraine last Friday, where Air Force officials there in Ukraine said about 110 missiles struck Ukraine, striking hospitals, residential buildings, and a shopping center. And at least 31 citizens were killed in the attack and another 120 wounded. Again, this is according to Ukraine officials. Leader Vladimir Putin said moments ago that Russia will increase its airstrikes on Ukraine in the coming days, weeks, and months. This comes as Ukraine says that Odessa, on the Black Sea coast came under assault from unmanned Russian drones just hours into the new year. One person died, at least nine were injured. New Year's Day was officially declared a day of mourning in Ukraine, where the death toll is climbing 
After the large-scale attacks from Russia a couple days ago, search and rescue operations are still underway in Kyiv, where at least 28 people were killed, 30 injured. At least 53 people across Ukraine were killed in that large-scale attack. CNN's Claire Sebastian is watching this for us. Claire, what are you learning this morning? Yeah, good morning, John. Look, I think uh, even before we heard from President Putin, who was speaking at a military rehabilitation hospital this morning, it was pretty clear, given the events of the last few days, that Russia is stepping up the intensity uh, of its air war with those missile and drone attacks on Friday. New Year's Eve saw, according to the Ukrainian Air Force, some 90 drones, they say, was a record amount uh, fired at Ukraine, of which they were able to avert 87 of them. Uh, but still, hearing it from Putin, saying it out loud, they are going to step up, he says, strikes on Ukraine military installations uh, and things like that. So it seems that the air war is now growing in importance, perhaps inevitable given the lack of movement on the front lines. So look, almost all regions of Ukraine on New Year's Eve facing an air alert, as I said, uh, those 90 drones. These numbers are very significant. This may be a message not only to Ukraine, but also to the U.S., where, of course, uh, Ukraine has now been promised the last package of military aid, uh, unless, of course, Congress approves uh, more funding, that Russia is willing and able to exploit the gaps in Ukraine's arsenal and exploit the gaps uh, in its Western weapons supplies, John. Biden went on to say that, quote, overnight, Russia launched its largest aerial assault on Ukraine since the war began. This was in a, uh, uh, a statement that was released last Friday. Quote, it is a stark reminder to the world that after nearly two years of this devastating war, Putin's objective remains unchanged. He seeks to obliterate Ukraine and sub subjugate its people. Quote, he must be stopped. Then you had this piece from Michael Snyder, and he talks about how it could the, is the U.S. truly ready to be pulled into three major wars simultaneously. Is America capable militarily, financially? Uh, are we ready to be pulled into three major wars simultaneously? So in this article, he talks about how the, the how America is already involved in the Ukraine and Russia war, and then how uh, America is already at war in the Middle East, and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens once Israel decides it's time to push Hezbollah back to the Latini River in southern Lebanon. How is the U.S. going to respond? Are we going to become even more deeply involved? Tensions soar in the Middle East. The Iranian Navy has deployed a warship to the Red Sea. This movement comes just a few days after the U.S. military sank three boats belonging to the Houthis. The Houthis are an Iranian-backed group from Yemen who've been targeting commercial vessels in the Red Sea. Let's bring in CNN's Natasha Bertrand, who is following all of this for us from the Pentagon. So, Natasha, how is the Pentagon responding to this? Well, Rahel, a defense official tells us that they are monitoring the situation closely, of course, because it comes amid all of the rising tensions in the Red Sea with the Houthis, which are an Iran-backed group. Iran does provide support and intelligence to the Houthis, according to the White House. And so the U.S. is monitoring this very closely. However, it is important to note that this is not the first time that Iran has deployed assets to the Red Sea. They operate there pretty regularly. But the U.S., of course, is eyeing this because of the fact that they say that Iran 
Iran has been providing the Houthis with the kind of maritime intelligence that they need to select targets uh, in the Red Sea as they com uh, hit commercial vessels there. There have been uh, over 100 attacks by these Iran-backed Houthi militants on commercial vessels in the Red Sea uh, since uh, really in the last uh, month, month and a half. And so the uptick that we have seen is really remarkable, and it has really ensnared international shipping and commerce. The fact that Iran is now there uh, just a day or two after the U.S. Uh, shot, uh, sh uh, fired on small boats that contained Houthi militants, sinking them and killing all of those Houthi militants on board, could be seen uh, as a sign that Iran is trying to present a show of force uh, to the Americans, of course, who are operating in the area. Because if you'll recall, the U.S. also set up a multinational maritime task force to bolster security in the Red Sea to try to prevent the Houthis uh, from launching these attacks and to escort uh, vessels that are transiting the area so that they feel safe uh, going up and through the Suez Canal so that international shipping can kind of get back on track here. So this is not right now being seen by the Pentagon as a direct threat to the U.S. or any of its allies. Instead, they are watching it very closely. They do not necessarily think that Iran is going to conduct any kind of provocations here, but both sides obviously trying to send a message to the other there that they are in the region. They can respond if and when they deem it is necessary for help. Yeah, with huge implications, that, that region is, uh, that channel is an area of 12% of global commerce travels through, so it has huge implications. Right, right. Joining us now, CNN military analyst, former NATO Supreme Ally Commander General Wesley Clark. General, this is the Iranian naval vessel that is being deployed. I can show you where it's going. It's going in the Red Sea, particularly down in this area right here, where there's been a lot of activity the last several days. What does the presence of this Iranian vessel change? So it is, uh, first of all, it's going to collect intelligence on U.S. activities in the area. It's going to serve as a deterrent, <clears throat> or they believe it'll deter, U.S. actions against the Houthis. It will certainly inhibit us in the sense of maneuvering. It, it's one more factor for us to consider. It, it raises tensions in the region. It shows Iran's hegemonial aspirations, demonstrates those. And uh, we'll just have to see where this goes, John. Um, if the Houthis say, okay, we got the Iranians here, now we're not going to interfere with the shipping, fine. <clears throat> if the Houthis say, now we got the Iranians here, we can do more to interdict the shipping, Iran has got to get its destroyer out of the way as we protect the shipping. If that destroyer gets in the way, if it interferes with the shipping, if it supports the Houthis, then that is a challenge that will have to be met. Then he talks about that this year in 2024, China has made all the indications that they're going to fully invade Taiwan. And if, if and when they do, America will no doubt will be pulled right into that war. So you've got R Russia and Ukraine, you've got the war in the Middle East, and then you've got this war with China and Taiwan that America seems to be or will be uh, inevitably pulled into right in the middle of it. In fact, a retired U.S. Army colonel recently wrote an article, an opinion piece about what would happen if this actually was to happen with China and Taiwan and America gets pulled into this. He claims that once a war like this starts, American forces will likely burn through munition stocks within three weeks. Let me I'm going to read this quote to you. Quote, in a U.S. fight with China, American forces will likely burn through munition stocks within three weeks. Even with the surge of the U.S. industrial base, replenishing stocks will take more than six months. 
In the interim, the U.S. will be without sufficient bombs and bullets for its cutting-edge systems, such as fifth-generation fighter jets and high-mobility rocket launcher systems, and anti-air missiles needed to protect our nuclear aircraft carriers and bases in the Pacific. Right now, the warning indicators are blinking red. The massive need for ammunition in such conflicts highlights weaknesses in the American defense industry, which no longer produces produces munitions at the rate it did decades ago. The post-Cold War defense budget reductions led to a swift merger of the defense sector, which saw a drop from 51 major defense providers in the early 90s to five. Think about that. 51 to five by the end of that decade. This this consolidation led to a tightened capacity. So again, if this is true, guys, and this report is valid, how can we possibly fight a war with China? How can we how can we fight a war with China and then fight off Russia as well and even and continue uh, in, in, in the Middle East doing what we're doing there? So you got all this and then you've got uh, you got Kim Jong-un of North Korea that continues to make threats against us as well. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has kicked off 2024 with a dire warning to the U.S. This could be the first of many newsmaking headlines coming from the leader as Americans prepare to go to the polls to choose a president. Natalie Brand has more details from Washington, D.C. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un rang in the new year with a rally hours after making new threats. Earlier, Kim ordered his military leaders to, quote, thoroughly annihilate the U.S. and South Korea if provoked. North Korea test-fired its most advanced ballistic missile on December 18th. Experts say Kim could increase testing of ICBMs capable of reaching the U.S. in response to this year's presidential election. Analysts on the region say Kim views the testing as a way to get more concessions from the U.S. if former President Donald Trump is reelected. Kim and Trump met for face-to-face negotiations in 2018 in an attempt to denuclearize the peninsula, but the talks fell apart. Since 2022, North Korea has conducted more than 100 missile tests, prompting the U.S. and South Korea to expand their joint military drills. Now, I'm I'm just going to read this. This is from Michael Snyder's blog. Now, listen, this is what he said, quote, I believe that 2024 will be a year of war. Now, of course, he cites his book called Chaos, and he explains why the U.S. is not even close to being ready. In recent years, our military has been gutted eviscerated and transformed into a politically correct joke. So again, Michael Snyder saying that he believes that 2024 uh, will be a year of war like that we've probably never seen in our generation. So again, um, it looks as if, you know, I'm not, you know, all these predictions about 2024 being tumultuous, distressful, uh, chaotic, it looks as if it's meeting up to the expectations. And we're only three days into this thing, guys. We're only three days into the year. So, you know, I wanted to bring this to our attention. I know we're not talking about fasting today. Again, Lord willing, we'll come back tomorrow. Now, the reason why I say Lord willing, guys, I told you that uh, last week that I was the last one standing um, with not getting sick. There was a, a, a flu bug or something went through our whole house wiped out uh, my wife, my two boys, and then I was the last one standing. Well, this week, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm praying I'm not getting sick, but I'm started getting some symptoms that kind of feel like I am, but I'm also dealing with some of you guys know this and some of you don't. The reason why I'm bringing this up so you can pray for brother Ricky. Uh, listen, we're in 21 days of prayer and fasting. I believe, listen, I believe in miracles. I believe in healing. I believe that he's still on the throne. I believe God's still Jehovah Rapha. He's the Lord, our healer. But I also believe, listen, I always say this. I say God can heal or God can reveal. And wh- what do I mean by that? God can heal divinely through supernatural means. I believe that. Or he can use the elders or the or individuals using oil, laying hands on the sick, praying for them and see them recover. I'm not against that. I believe that. Or watch this. God can also lead us, give us wisdom, insight and revelation on going places and seeing certain people, certain physicians that can lead you into recovery or healing. So having said that, I've been dealing with something I've never dealt with my whole life. uh, And it's been going on for about seven weeks. And it's, it's called, uh, it's actually the technical term is TMD, um, which we call it TMJ, but the, the, everybody has a TMJ. It's the, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but it's the joint right here on each one of your, uh, jaws where you close for whatever reason. And the D there, the TMD is dysfunction. It can become inflamed muscular wise. It can pop out a socket. It can click and pop. Some people who have locked jaw from this. Thank God I don't have the locked jaw or unable to eat or the popping or clicking. I believe mine is all muscular tension. I don't know why, but it's it, it could be stress. It could be overuse, whatever. But the point is, uh, if you've ever had this, it's very unpleasant. Um, it's very trying, guys, because it causes pain in your ears and your jaw, your it causes stiffness in your neck. It literally feels like you have to pop your neck constantly, and you're always putting heat packs on and cold packs, and 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 so it's it's a very trying uh, affliction. Um, I myself have been dealing with this. Uh, I've got the as far as the jaw goes and the ear using multiple ice packs. I've gotten that under control. Now it's all in the neck, neck tension. Uh, up in the upper neck, shoulders. I'm I'm praying about this. Uh, I'm planning on doing physical therapy this Friday. So I am praying and believing, and I need you guys to agree with me that God will direct the hands of the individuals, the physicians, the, the physical therapists, whatever, and they can pinpoint whether the cause of this is coming from here or it's coming from my neck in itself. There's got to be an underlying root cause, and that's what we want to find because that's how we got to fix this thing. So I'm I'm holding on. I'm believing for that. And listen, we're believing for your breakthroughs. Some of you guys are dealing with infirmities and afflictions, and and you're 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 praying for divine healing and divine miracles and divine wisdom and counsel the same way I am. So guys, listen, I said that one, cause I, I want you to agree with me in prayer, but two, I want you to know that I'm in the same boat with you guys. I'm not going to, I'm not telling you to believe God for things. And I'm not because I'm believing for my own personal breakthroughs and my own personal victories in, in myself and in my family in Jesus name. Come on. Do, do y'all agree with that? So listen, keep on the firing line. We're on day three. You've got your oil. You get in your prayer closet. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. And we're all in this thing. 
uh, together as an ecclesia, as a body of Christ, and we're all seeking the Lord for breakthroughs, blessings, provisions, answer to prayer, and just going deeper with Him so we can be rooted and grounded in the Almighty Word of God. Watch this. So that we can weather out this tumultuous year ahead of us in 2024. So listen, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. That's going to be our main website. Again, if you don't have the free app, download it today, Apple, Android devices. Hit yes to push notifications and you're going to be good to go. Also, guys, I would love for you guys to pray about becoming a monthly partner. You can do that two different ways. You can give electronically through the app right there on your screen, all the way bottom uh, click on the donate at the bottom of the app. You can click there. You can go to our main website, endtimeheadlines.org, endtimeheadlines.com. Give there electronically if you don't have the app. Or you can give by check or money order right here on your screen. You can make it out to End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. So, guys, I pray and hope that we're able to come back on here tomorrow. If my voice sustains me, I don't, you know, I'm praying that that we're going to get right through this, uh, that the Lord will sustain me through this so we can come right back here in the studio tomorrow on January 4th, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, We're making all provision to do that. So we're, but we're, we're, we're relying and putting our faith and trust in the Lord to do that. So until then, I pray that the Lord bless you, may he keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you soon, guys. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.